be still and know that you alone are God, Lord. Know you are God. And I will be still. Know you are God. We sing when the oceans, when the Yeah. 
you for your faithfulness. Thank you for how good you have been to us. We love you, we honor you, we worship you. Thank you that on Good Friday, Jesus died for us. And he rose triumphant after the third day. We worship you and we bless you and we honor you. Speak your word to us. May none of us leave the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may take our seat in the presence of the Lord. God is good and all the time God is good so maybe when in a few weeks time I would explain to you I'm sure Emma you will to remind me about Jesus said just like Jonah was in the whale of the, the belly of the whale for three days and three nights not three days if it was three days it's a smooth problem but three days and three nights so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth. So Jesus died one, two, three nights. So this theory of Friday, Saturday, Sunday will cannot work. Hallelujah. But the theory of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, oh, sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday works because of that special new moon time. Hallelujah. But it's fantastic to see that Jesus Christ is in the Old Testament from Genesis to Revelation. Let's go to the seed of the woman. Is it Genesis? What verse is that? Let me get that for you. Powerful. We have a powerful person behind the machine. Genesis 3.15. Let's start from 12. Michael, how are you? Amen. And the man said, oh, in fact, let, let's start from 10. Let's, let's see what's going on. Amen. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you? Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou? Because, <clears throat> yes, they were naked. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not supposed to be eaten. The tree of life, any tree, any, you can eat of the fruit of any tree, but not that tree. So the fact that Adam knew that he was naked meant he ate the tree, or the fruit of the tree. That's why he said, who told thou that thou, who told thee that thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree, of the, the fruit or whatever is of the tree? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman, shifted the responsibility on the woman. 
the woman whom thou givest to me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Adam was, Adam's problem was even worse than Eve's. Than Eve's. Why? Because Adam was told by God. So he should have known better. Hallelujah. That's why God didn't accept the, the woman's story. Hallelujah. Yes, Eve was deceived. Adam was not deceived. Eve was deceived. Adam was persuaded. And I'll show you the verse shortly. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Hallelujah. How many are getting me? Okay, let's continue. There, and the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? What have you done? What is this? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me. So you watch. I don't, I don't even need to turn to Timothy. The answers are here, but we'll go to Timothy also. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that you, the woman, has done? Don't forget that Adam said, It's the woman who gave it to me and I did it. Then God turned to the woman. What have you done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me and I did it. And the Lord God, or and Yahweh Elohim, said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. Above all cats, I believe like tomorrow is coming that the serpent had legs and could speak because the Bible says so. I don't need to understand any more details. Thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. It could be that in those days they were like dragons and because the leg was removed and the, all those things were happened, I mean, this is a theory. He, he, it, it, the, the, the serpents are all descendants of these dragons. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Hold on. So this is the first proof. Well, not the first, but this is one of the earliest proofs of Jesus Christ. This is talking about the seed of the woman. And like I said before, the seed is from the man, not the woman. So it's not a mistake. The seed of the woman, because a child, the seed of Abraham, that word seed, for a child to occur, there has to be a seed. But, and the seed is usually from the man. But how can a woman, they say the seed of the woman? is because there's no man going to be involved, and the seed is going to come from the Holy Ghost. And he's going to overshadow her. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. And by overshadowing her, she will have the seed. Because the seed is not going to be from any human. So that is the first mention of Jesus. Now, I'll put enmity between the woman and uh, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Jesus' heel was bruised on the cross. But Jesus bruised his head. Which one is worse? When your heel is bruised or your head? When your head is bruised, there's no recovery. 
glory, 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 glory. Let's continue. Did you get that? Next 16. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply, multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. So you, you persuaded the man, but I'm going to multiply your sorrow. So this maybe explains why many times the women get the bad deal in situations where they, they are oppressed. It doesn't, it doesn't hold. When a woman is in Christ, all that is stripped away. And a woman, there's no hold, there's no problem. So you can put your hands together for the Lord. But when you look at the world from generations, it's clear that they've been untreated. They've been treated unfairly many times. But when you are in Christ, that thing doesn't hold. But God said, I'll multiply thy sorrow. And thy conception, and thy conception, in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Think about it. But nevertheless, that's why there's pain in childbirth. But that was not supposed to be. But I know of a lady who said, I'm going to have supernatural childbirth in Minneapolis. And she trusted God, or according to her. I believe it, but I don't know that it's a real full story. I wasn't in the hospital there. Usually I go to the hospital. I wasn't there then. But she had a childbirth with no, not much pain. Wow. Hallelujah. Because she's in Christ. But like I said, I wasn't there to verify all that. And thy, and thy this desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. That's why if you have a man who is a certain age, a woman who is a certain age, who will be the one crying? Because they are not married. Hallelujah. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly, yes, and goes on, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. But of course, now we don't do this ruling business because we are in Christ. Hallelujah. And unto Adam he said, Because thou what hast hearkened to the voice of unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree so adam hearkened eve was beguiled it's written here we saw it eve said the serpent beguiled me adam said and, and then god said because this is what is going to happen to you then god told adam so he god could not have been deceived god told adam because you have hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cursed is the ground because he was the God of this world he he had authority over the whole earth and the birds of the air the fire everything including the ground so because he has seen the the the, the ground was cursed I command thee I command thee saying thou shalt not yes yeah, sorry uh, uh, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it, and all it all the days of thy life. So God brought work. So Adam now has to work to eat. So work is a result of the curse. But many people give up the reason God created them to come and enjoy the case or live for the case because the work is as a result of the case am i saying something adam didn't need to work to eat but when adam sinned god said that you are going to work in sorrow you work to eat 
So many people give up the purpose God created them to live for the case. It's true. The Bible was written before I was born. So what does it mean? It means that God wants us to work and earn heavily, excel, be prosperous, because Abraham was very rich, but not live for work, but live for God and let the work give you the means to continue to live for God. This one, you need to put your hands together for the Lord. Work is just a means to live to fulfill your purpose on earth. But many people and even Christians have turned it the other way and they rather live to work and substitute with church and God. When they are supposed to live to serve God and work to sustain themselves to continue to live for God. But when God is pleased with you, God would give you a good quality of life to be able to sustain yourself in a good way whilst you serve him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt, shalt thou eat bread. That's, that, that, that was not the original plan. Till thou return to the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. When I've officiated the funeral before, as they're putting the person on the, in the ground, dust to dust, dust to dust, dust. Hey. Hmm. And after that, Adam called his wife Eve. His wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of the living. Every human being came from Eve. Every human being. But when you are looking at genealogy, you see people like Melchizedek. Maybe when, when we are talking about Christ, we talk about Melchizedek was never, is never, can never be Christ. Melchizedek was just someone who had no genealogy. Because if there was a genealogy written, written about him, there would have been a problem for Jesus' priesthood. So there was no genealogy or end of days, meaning that there was no beginning written about him, nor end written about him, so that he can be a high priest forever. Because God swore that his son would be a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Because Jesus Christ is from the tribe of Judah. So how can someone from the tribe of Judah be a priest? The priests are from the tribe of Levi. So that would have negated, it would have been a big problem. So God knew it and had declared it in the Old Testament before Jesus came. That my son shall be a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Therefore, Jesus Christ, he ever liveth. We'll go into those details later on. Hallelujah. So you see Jesus in all these places. Hallelujah. So the genealogy. So you see that Adam and Eve. So I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to finish it with the word of God, but God is taking us somewhere. I was just trying to just make a few statements and continue. But Adam and Eve, you ask yourself, which of the children of Adam do we know about? We know initially about Cain, Abel. 
Then Cain slew Abel. Then we know about Seth, but there were many other children Adam and Eve had. Not all were written. It's clear in the Bible, there's no time to go into it. When you read the Bible, you see that there were children of Adam, but God created a, a, a Seth in the image of Adam. Because the first man was created in the image of God. If he hadn't sinned, the offspring would be created in the image of God. But the, Adam sinned and the sin nature was there. So Adam's offspring had to be created from the image of Adam. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then, so now, when Cain left, even, even I've watched many movies and true accounts where a brother and a sister don't know each other, separated from birth. And when they are a certain age, maybe, uh, yeah, when they are a certain age, they meet the sister and don't know, and they're about to get married. It's happened before. I've also seen through, there are also true accounts of a person who was separated his, uh, 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 from the sister. Then their children didn't know that there was a connection, and later on found it. Even in our generation, people who live till age 90, how much more people who live three, four hundred years? So Adam must have had children who left and had children and had a life. And Cain went to those people, but they were not mentioned because it was only the godly of Seth was the only one mentioned, apart from just one or two, and then the rest were not mentioned. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So many of the questions people have are solvable. Another thing was how come the days were created, where how come the sun was created, uh, day and night was created before the sun? So it's against science. That's what some people say. Do you understand? Because it's, through, we, it, we, it's because of the sun that we have day and night. So how can there be day and night, the first day and second day without the sun? But that's as if it was a human being designing the universe. If there was light, God's light, let there be light. Jesus Christ is the light of the universe. The Bible says that in New Jerusalem, there's no need for light. So if God said, let there be light, and then the light of Jesus was just shining. And because of that light, God separated the light from the darkness and established the law of 24 hours. So the light that he said, let there be light, day one, he was able to separate that from the darkness. And you see, when you go, there's also something we call the circle of the earth. Right now, if you go online, there's, there, 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 are so many, there, there are so many things going on. Hallelujah. That divides light from darkness. Even now, astronomy sees that. So then God said, it's going to be two, I'm going to use 24 hours to separate day and night. So that is the law. Then after the third day, when God created the sun, God used the first day law to establish the rotation of the sun. Very simple. I don't know, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so therefore, the, 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 the 24 hours was already established before the sun was created. When the sun was created, then God decided to establish it and not use the first light to determine day and night only. But I know someone who says, I don't believe in the Old Testament any longer, only the New Testament, because it doesn't hold, hold with science.
they've lost their way. Lost, unfortunately. If you don't believe in the Old Testament, what are you doing in the New Testament? I'm, don't shut me down. I'm preaching a fine message here. Go to Genesis 48, 10. Am I preaching? Genesis 49.10. Good. This is another example. Let's use ESV for this. Oh, uh, I was going to show you another verse in Timothy. Hold on. Hold on with Genesis 49.10. Look at 1 Timothy 2.14. Start from 13. And then we'll uh, we'll go to, I think it's, yeah, good. Okay, 12. No, 13. Let's start from 13. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Okay? And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. But the woman, okay, 15. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love. And yeah, meaning that when you are in Christ, all those things don't hold. Genesis 49.10. Hallelujah. Did you hear that, girl? This, uh, yes, okay, we'll use King James and then ESV. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come, and unto him shall be the gathering of the people be. ESV. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his legs until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Now, amplified. I, I just want to, you to see one thing and then we'll continue. We are talking about Christ in the Old Testament. The scepter of royalty shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet or his descendants, until Shiloh into brackets the Messiah, the peaceful one, comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. So the scepter will remain in Judah, and they will be handed over to the lion of the tribe of Judah. We'll go into those details later on. Hallelujah. So the Bible is fantastic. A book that has so much many prophecies. Think about it. So many prophecies that could not have been known. We'll go into prophecies. Could not. Impossible to be known. Impossible to be known. I mean, some people are so astonished at the, the accuracy of the book of Daniel that some people feel non-Christians feel that it must have been written after. But that's not true when you look at the Dead Sea Scrolls and the other stuff. It's not true. It was written long, the time it said, they said it was written. But when you look at all the prophecies that have been fulfilled, I'll just mention two or three of them. Apart from what the angel told Daniel, about the time Jesus will appear. I think we shared that. Uh, was it 31st? The, the, when Jesus will appear on Palm Sunday or when he was born, it was uh, 69 weeks. How many remember that 69 weeks thing? Hallelujah. 
Now, we also talked about Jesus and the prophecy about the destruction of the temple. Now, in the book of Daniel, the, it was prophesied that there will be four world empires. Which ones? Babylonian was the first. And then Nebuchadnezzar, which was a fierce, strong army. Or, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar was fierce. That's why he was able to remove the eyes of the king of Israel. Killed his son right there in front of him and removed his eyes. Fierce man. Then, after the book of Neza, Belshazzar came, still in the Babylonian Empire. Then the Medes and the Persians came together to form the Medio Persian Empire. And that's Iran, modern day Iran. Iraq, modern day Iraq is where we have the Babylonian Empire. That's why I think Nebuchadnezzar, uh, didn't he swear or uh, uh, someone who says, he says that the old Babylon will come, but no, when God is in control, the old, nothing like that is happening. Hallelujah. Mother of all wars. Yeah. <laughs> when God is in control, all that would uh, cease. Now, after that, then the Greek Empire, the Grecian Empire, just before the Grecian Empire came to happened or came into existence, you see that the Prince of Persia, the angel was withstanding, the, the, the Prince of Persia was withstanding the angel with the gift, the, the answer to Daniel. Then Michael, the archangel, the chief prince, came to his aid. Then, Mike, then he said, I must rush because the Grecian prince, the prince of the Greece, the Grecian prince is coming and must go. Then, not too long after, Alexander the Great, his father tried to conquer the whole world, didn't succeed. And then Alexander the Great went and started conquering the world. He died of malaria or West Nile disease at a very young age, conquered almost the whole world. Now, the book of Daniel talks about how he conquered the world and how the four wings were plucked out describing how his four generals in history literally the kingdom because he died without an heir his kingdom was divided into four and shared amongst his generals four generals just like the bible says i mean you can't get any book that will be so accurate divided and one of the generals his descendants was the guy who uh, desecrated the temple during the time of judas maccabees accuracy Jesus Christ being born what are the odds Abigail was born in, in Tel Aviv but what are the odds that she, uh, her, she's from the lineage of David <laughs> who knows <laughs> the lineage of David and not to be born in Tel Aviv but Bethlehem it, it, it's like one in billions for, for, for a human being to fulfill that thing that Jesus did. There's, there are so many prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. He fulfilled all the the all the how do I even say it? He fulfilled enough I don't want to give away what I'm trying to say. How, how, how did Jesus fulfill all the, the prophecies? Phoebe says no. Who says he fulfilled all? 
One person says yes. Yes. What? One more. One says there's one more left. What do you say? One more. There are some left. Why? Because we have the suffering servant and we have the triumphant Mashiach. So he has fulfilled all the suffering servants once. But he's not fulfilled the one way he's going to come in power and rule, which will be the second coming. That's why the apostles asked, will you, in Acts 1, will you at this time restore again the kingdom? And Jesus was like, these people I'm about to leave. And this is what they are saying. I'm not worried because when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll give them understanding. And some, many times they'll force him to be king. Jesus Christ. And do you know why Jesus always said, do not tell anyone. He heals people and says, don't let anyone know. Because he didn't want them to force him to be king. Because the more people heard, they, they would just carry him and put him on the throne and say, you are king. But that was not his time to be king. He was supposed to come to save us, go up to heaven, and later on come and be king. And when he is king, the lion and the lamb will be able to eat together. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So all those who don't like peace, who like quarreling, who like fighting, who like separating, ye are they which separate yourselves, having not the spirit. That verse means ye are they which cause divisions, having not the spirit. Those who like causing divisions, somebody has left this group, even unbelievers, when you leave a job, they, 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 what, how do they treat you? They treat you very well. Party send away, but you have certain Christians when you leave, then you are the enemy. Those things are, you cannot, you, you, you will not be able to fit in with the lion and the lamb story. You, you cannot, I don't, I don't think you are a Christian, true Christian. Yeah, ye are they in this church. We will, by the grace of God, we will be a church of love. Ye are they which cause divisions having not the spirit but you and I are people who will love because we have the spirit I said because we have the Holy Spirit no matter what love will always rule and even if we see someone in church who leaves and is living in the world won't we rather pray for the person and show love it shows that not everyone has the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jude 1.19. Look at it in any other version apart from King James. Well, I'm preaching here. These are the ones who cause divisions. Worldly minded, devoid of the Spirit. So divisions, no, you can't talk to this group. This is a separate group. This is not a separate group. No, you can't say this, you can't say this. Divisions, here are they which separate yourselves, having not the spirit. I'm preaching. But it's very important that you and I, and all watching, that we follow the law of love. Because it ranks above everything. When we die and we meet God, God is not going to say how committed we were to a church or how committed we were to uh, our jobs or how committed we were to our spouse or how committed we were to our children. God is going to ask, did you love me, number one? Did you love your neighbor? 
And it is very clear in the Bible what God meant by love. Go to 1 Corinthians 13 and you solve the problem. Go to 1 John, it will solve the problem. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you that you love all one another as I have loved you the same way I loved you. That is how you should love one another. Even Jesus, he still loved Judas. Even though he knew he was going to burn in hell. Ye are they which separate yourselves. Are you getting me, Michael? Having not the spirit. Yeah. I think it's very important. Many are deceived. Many are deceived. That's why we must take the Bible for ourselves. Read the Bible for ourselves. The saints that were at Berea. I think it's an act. Act what? 16? 17? Okay. Acts 16. Oh no, Acts 17, 11. Let's start from Acts 17. Yes, use NASB. Acts 17, 11. Am I preaching? Love. No matter what is said about you or done about to you, always love. Because God says that, blessed are you when men shall persecute you. Same all manner of evil. It's not this for everyone watching. There are people who are being persecuted all around. Blessed are you when men shall persecute you. Say all manner of evil against you for my name's sake. Great will be your reward. Great will be your reward. And then, yea, for they that shall live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Michael, I know you live godly in Christ. You live God in Christ. All of us will live God in Christ. So expect persecution by the grace of God. Hopefully not from here. But expect persecution somehow from someone. Because you are a Christian. For the scripture to be fulfilled. Now these were more noble. Minded. Than those. In, if I, Let's go to 10 so that we know who are more noble. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. Now these were more noble-minded and more mature, more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. For they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether those, these things were so. If you don't take, because so many people dis, misquote scriptures, twist it. So if you don't read the Bible and search it, you can easily wind up in the, uh, on the wrong path, the broad road. Oh, I'm preaching. Uh, hallelujah. Look at 2 Timothy 3.12. Am I preaching to somebody? Very important. This is for all of us. For all of us. Because you might not be in church now. But what about work? What about your friends? What about your family members? This holds for everyone. Indeed, those who desire to live godly in Christ. Oh, indeed, it, you will suffer. We will, we will be persecuted. 
Hallelujah. Neaji, if you, you are not persecuted, it means you are not living godly in Christ in a way. The saints rejoiced. Peter and the others, they rejoiced and counted themselves worthy. Because they were counted worthy by God to suffer shame. By being flogged. I, they did what? If I was flogged, let's assume we are, we are about to travel. And maybe they, we are flogged over there for preaching the gospel. I'll be like, God, why? God, why? But Peter and John, they said they jumped. Thank you, Jesus, for counting me worthy to be whipped and suffer shame for Jesus. Let's pray about the first greatest two commandments. Otherwise, all this word we are hearing is of no use. Let's pray about the first two commandments. Especially the first. It's very important. Love God. Love God. When in trillion years will we hear the name David? Oh, you bet. Because Jesus is sitting on the throne of David. But what made him qualified for a trillion years? Because of his love for God. Am I preaching? So let's... These are all important because we need to understand the power. I said the power of the word of God. I hope people are listening including those watching. Very important for our soul. Amen. It's between people who know God and people who don't. Am I preaching? Am I preaching? Look at 1 John chapter 1. No, 1 John 3. Let's look from verse 16. Let's start from verse 8, actually. It's very important because the word must affect us. The word has to affect us. Is there a relative that you are having a beef with? There are some people, they don't talk to their family members. They don't talk to their mother. They don't talk to their father. There's a mother who is looking for provisions because the child is angry with their mother, so she needs money to buy things for the bathroom. What do you think God will see in the Bible for such a person? Eey, what excuse? What excuse? And yet, we are supposed to be Christians. We must love. All of us here, God expects us, and those watching, to forgive. God expects us to forgive. Whoever, whichever sibling, whichever family member, whichever, forgive. <clears throat> My duty is also to forgive anyone. Whether you, whatever is said, whatever is done, forgive and love. That's my duty. I don't owe anything but to love. Owe no man anything but to love one another. 
For he that loveth hath fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. So if, because some family, sometimes friends, sometimes people would say things about you. Family, I'm, talking, I'm even talking about family members now. And you know it's not true. So I was hearing a story about someone who <clears throat> was accused of stealing something. And it had, it's not true. But they accused him, accused him until later on they found out that it was somebody else. Such a thing, it can hurt you so much that you not even want to you forgive that person. But God says, oh no man, anything but love. Even if you are misunderstood, no matter what is happening, no matter what, yes, you've been maltreated. Get, don't say it here, let me finish this, and then you get First Peter 2, 20 to 24. But wait first. The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Continue. No one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. So we are seeing the children of God and the children of the devil. For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And he's talking about even brethren, Christian brethren. Christian brethren. We, we, we have the, the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor. But proof of Christianity is to love the fellow Christian. Two differences, very important difference. I'll repeat it again. The, the, the obeying the greatest two commandments is to love God, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor does not necessarily prove that you are a Christian, but it, 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 it shows that you are obeying the second commandment, greatest commandment. But proof of Christianity is that you love the fellow Christian. Nor as Cain, who was of the devil and slew his brother, and for what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. But you see, this also goes for brothers and sisters who are Christians. Don't shut me down preaching good here. Who we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. Now, we know that this can't be talking about physical death. It can't be that we know that we have passed from the grave. We died and we're in the grave and then we came back to life. No. It's talking about spiritual life, spiritual death. We know that we have passed from spiritual death into spiritual life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Now, hold on and use uh, 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 Amplified for this verse. This by the Holy Ghost, because this thing I was I had my I actually was charging my this this directed from the Holy Ghost. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. He who does not love remains in spiritual death. Continue. You can keep it in amplified. Everyone who hates 
Now, look at what the hate means. Works against. So, don't work against your brother or sister in church, at home, your relative, your friend, your school friend, who's a Christian. Everyone who hates. Now, this word hate is misio, which means you, you esteem less, you, 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 you prefer others to, and you work against. Everyone who hates works against his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer by God's standards. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. You see, this is very important for having hell. Can I put your hands together for the Lord? Yeah. Everyone who hates works against his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer by God's standards. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Michael, it's very wild. Next verse. Is that it? By this, we know and have come to understand the depth and essence of his precious love that he willingly laid down his life for us because he loved us and we ought to lay down our lives for the, the believers. Not to make it a goal to fight and work against or insult. Next verse. But whoever has this world's goods, adequate resources, and sees his brother in need, hey, we are going to crusaders, and there are people in need. And sees his brother in need, but has no compassion for him. How does the love of God live in him? Little children, believers, dear ones, let us not love merely in theory with word or with tongue, giving lip service to, compa to compassion, but in action and in truth, in practice and in sincerity, because practical acts of love are more than words. Next verse. That's why when Jimbega, one of those people, sinned, embezzled money and did all those things and was in jail, the Christians... We hate you. We hope you burn in hell. We hate you. It was Billy Graham and a few people. And some people from other religions who were comforting him. Hey, Christians. <laughs> by, this we will, by this we will know without any doubt that we are of the truth. And will assure our hearts and quiet our conscience before him. Then it goes on and on. Then it also goes on to say, we know and we will be assured and we will have confidence and boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we. Meaning that because we love, we will have confidence and boldness in the day of judgment. That's why love is the greatest. I said that's why love is the greatest. I told you to remind me of a verse. Which one was that? 
Good. First Peter 2, 22, 24. Wow. You guys listen. Top. Can't beat that. After all, what kind of credit is there? This is my time is up. If when you do wrong and are punished for it, you endure it patiently. That you are supposed to do that, otherwise they will buffet you more. That's why when you are punished and there is time for parole, or parole, or parole, or parole, and they see that you are repentant, they might give you a chance to go out. If you, you, you don't take it well, go back. So as for that one, you did wrong, it's normal. You have to endure it patiently. But if when you do what is right and patiently bear undeserved suffering, this finds favor with God because you did the right thing and yet you are being uh, uh, troubled or bothered or buffeted or whatever. Next verse. For as a believer, <clears throat> you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you may follow in his steps. We're going to verse 24. Continue. 22. He committed no sin. Nor was deceit ever found in his mouth. Oh, glory to God. While being reviled and insulted, he did not revile or insult in return. All those who are trying to revile and insult back, chill out. Don't, you don't need to. Don't, so when you see a family member, insult, insult. No, no, the weapons of our warfare are not insult. You said this, I... Throw away. No, 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 no. That's that's unbeliever behavior. Even unbelievers, they've graduated past that. It's the demons in hell who are doing that. Demons in hell are doing that. Unbelievers, will you see unbelievers doing that? Not many. So you and I as Christians, no, don't do this. Oh, you said this, I'm saying this, you insult. No. That is not Christ. That that is defaming Jesus Christ. I'm preaching. <laughs> While being reviled and insulted, he did not revile or insult in return. In return, while suffering, he made no threats of vengeance. If it was me and the high priests, crucify him, crucify him. When I'm on the cross and they are laughing, all I will say is that, you wait, you see. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say, I'll, you wait, you see. You, be, you, you wait, you meet me. That's all. But no. He made no, please go back. He made no threat of vengeance, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges fairly. Yeah. Thank God God is not a man that he should lie. He will judge the situation before, with, between you and your brother, between you and your sibling, between you and your auntie, between you and the cousin who swindled you of the thousand dollars or whatever. He'll handle things. I said he'll handle things. I said he'll handle things. He personally carried on. Oh, if I go back to verse 23, yeah, he'll do it. 
You don't. He, he, commit yourself to the one who judges fairly. Right now, I've gotten to a point where, so far as I know, that it is true and it is right. And the work, I'm, I'm doing everything with a pure heart before God. It doesn't matter what he said. Because when we, meet, we die and we meet God, we meet him alone. And when we meet him, in fact, you the, the, you not even have the guts to say it's because. No, you 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 there. It, it, it will be very wild because no. The lashes. <laughs> Next, so, so let's commit ourselves. I'm telling you. Yes, at work they messed you up. Yes, at work they they, they, they someone stepped climbed over you and they, at work they messed you up. Oh yeah, because at work too you can be, they can really mess you up to climb up. I'm talking about secular work. To take credit of what you've done. Leave it to God. Leave it to God. Of course, if you, whatever you can do, do what you need to do. But at the end of the day, commit yourself to him who judges fairly. Next verse. He personally carried our sins in his own, in his body, on the cross, willingly offering himself on it, willingly, as an altar of sacrifice, so that we might die to sin, becoming immune from, oh, glory to God, did you get that? Becoming immune from the penalty and power of sin. And live for righteousness. Live for what is right. For by his wounds, you who believe glory have been healed. Oh, put your hands together for the master Jesus Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, that is God's message for you and I. It's God's message for you and I. Let's love and forgive. Love is the bond of perfectness. When we love, there is no occasion of stumbling in us. Hey. And when there is someone you don't have forgiveness, uh, you, there is unforgiveness or you are not working in love, your faith is not complete. Because faith worketh by love. God help us. Shall we stand to our feet and let's pray for ourselves that we will love we would love. We will prove. We will prove our sincerity of faith. We will prove our Christianity by love. Let's pray for all of us. Every one of us have to pray about it because it is applicable to us. And for you watching, it is applicable. Yes. Yes. Oh Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Pray because when all is said and done, one day we will meet our master and we will have no excuse. No excuse is clear, is clear. There will be no excuse. Jesus, we give you praise. Let's love each other. Let's love the brethren. Help us. 
as tell God, God, may I never be part of anyone working against a believer. Oh, Jesus, may never, that never be possible. May never, may heaven never see that any of us are working against a believer in any circumstance. In the name of Jesus. Christians out there that we do not love. May we walk in true, genuine Christian love. In the name of Jesus, we pray, O oh God, that we will love one another. We pray, O oh God, for your hand to be upon us. May we love your word. May we love you. 
may we be willing to do everything your heart requires of us to do may we walk in the light of your word may we love you may you be the only thing person that matters in the name of Jesus if you can use anything anyone use us for your glory we know that you are not looking for perfect vessels we know that you are not looking for golden vessels you are not looking for even silver vessels we know you are looking for yielded vessels may we yield our lives and ourselves to you in the name of Jesus we honor you oh God and we bless you in Jesus name we pray and the saints said amen amen hallelujah Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of our Mashiach. Amen. Amen. Offering time. Blessing time. Blessing time. Offering Hallelujah. Time. Let's take out a good offering to bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you have your offering, you can get it ready. Shall we pray over the offering? Father God, bless our offering. Blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we do that, this, this is a good, we have powerful people here. Hallelujah. Who can remind of the truth? Amen. So we're going to take our offering, but before then, we have to do something more important than taking offering. We want to ask those watching. We want to ask anyone. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God. You know that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell. But you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You know you are far away from God, but you need salvation. And you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. Then raise your hands here and even where you are. Just raise your hands and I'll pray with you. Let's all repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe, I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe, I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe, I believe that God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Please come into my heart and come into my life. Please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From tonight I belong to Jesus Christ. From tonight I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you, to Jesus Christ. We pray that you keep them and you preserve them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm in love. I'm in love with my Jesus. With my Jesus. I'm in love. I've fallen in love with my Lord. The Lord is oh, my yes. shepherd. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. He makes me Restores my soul. He leads me the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. God bless our offering. Use it to further your kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And the saints said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We welcome our sister Etta. I say Etta, our sister Emma. <laughs> blessed tonight with the word of God and want to say a big thank you to Reverend David for availing himself for God to use him mightily to be a blessing to us. Amen. I pray that God will continue to increase you. Amen. I don't see myself going anywhere. The word is just too powerful. <laughs> Every time we are learning new and powerful truth in God's word. Amen. God bless you Reverend David. Amen. Amen. Reverend David said that the proof of our Christianity is when we love each other. Amen. We have to love each other and we have to forgive each other. Amen. And God will bless us. Our announcement for the week is that tomorrow we have our prayer meeting at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on Zoom. Amen. And then, um, yeah. I think that's our announcement for the week. And we also do have our upcoming um, charity events. May 13th is our charity event. Amen. Amen. We, we've given ourselves ample time so we can invite people. Amen. 4 p.m. prompt, May 13th. We've given ourselves time so we can invite our friends, our families, you know, so they can see, come and see what we are doing here. Amen. And they will also, you know, God willing be a blessing to what, what God is using, Reverend David, and CRIC to do. Amen. Amen. So just keep inviting, you know, telling people about it. Share the flies. I think the flies are being worked on. So, you know, just 
start gathering your people and telling them, you know, so that people can get ready. Amen. Amen for the event. And I think if you have your money for the t-shirt too, you can bring it on Sunday. Uh, it's $25 for the t-shirt. Amen. Amen. And then JHMC. JHMC. We are still giving to JHMC. God is doing great things with this ministry. God is doing great. All you have to do is to go to davidsaki.org and you see what God is doing with this ministry. You know, Jesus Christ is coming again. Amen. You may not be the one that is going in person, but God can use your money to bring somebody into his kingdom. So let's just give and support this great mission. Amen. And God will richly, richly bless us. Amen. Amen. I believe that's the end of our announcement. Amen. Thank you. Or privately. Yes. Let's all stretch our hands. Amen. Let's all stretch our hands towards our brother. Let's pray for God to grant him his requests. Yes. Grant him his requests. That he's come for prayers. He's come for God to give him what he's looking for. Pray that God gives him what he's looking for. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. The Bible says where two or three agree, agree, agree as touching anything, it shall be done for them. Father God, we agree that everything that he's looking for, Father God, that you give to him. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we pray that every obstacle, every problem, every situation that is opposing him, that is fighting him, we rebuke it and we reject it. We, the church, reject it in the name of Jesus. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon him and to touch his heart and to touch his life and to help him open doors for him oh god we pray for open doors in the name of jesus father god we pray that you will supply all his needs according to your riches and glory by jesus christ supply his needs make a way in the desert make a way where there seems to be no way reveal yourself to him and let him know that you are jehovah his banner you are Jehovah who is Jehovah Shammah, who is ever present, who watches over him. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, that you have granted him his request. In Christ Jesus' precious name we pray. Shall we rise and share the grace? Praise God. Shall we? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you.